Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully, the podcast. Ushago edition. The truth is, I've not done this thing for a minute. I'd forgotten how to start this intro, but I mean, Ushago, it's Kido 6.15 in the morning. How you doing? What's going on? If you hear sounds outside, these are Ushago sounds, okay? Uh, this one doesn't have chickens and things like that, but it really is sharks. So, it's is it a post-COVID era or is it just a post-curfew era? What, what, what are we dealing with? Um, and how, how are you dealing with it? Are you back to work? Are you considering going back to the office full-time? Or... Are you like me or a Biashara? It never made a difference. Um, what are your new concerns? What are your new uh, the things that you're excited about? I want to hear those things. Me? Well, moving out of Nairobi has been really good for me. It's allowed me to just slow down a bit, focus, get out of the mark of. Uh, see me, see I'm in the right places, you know those things. Um, and yeah, the ca- lifting the curfew has sort of lifted the economy of this place a bit more, which we are all excited about, but I don't feel like it's made a big difference for me. Anyway, please let me know what's going on in your life. Amani Maranga at all social media and Amani Maranga at gmail.com. I think this also should be called the Uncle Edition podcast because this is the second podcast I'm having an uncle of mine. Last, uh, the last one we had Uncle Kamande and he, he shared about you know what a tough year last year was for him, uh, but also give us a lot of hope and you know I'm excited about that that guy and uh, the life that he's living. It's, it's always been exciting. Now I have another uncle with me. You guys actually know this one. Um, uh, he needs no introduction. The man needs no introduction. He is or used to be a basketball player. I don't know whether he still is. He don't bowl no more, but he's bowling another kind of bowling. You know, like the, like a bowling with Jesus. Yes, that one. Um, he is the man behind behind the the brand Ival. He is helping people figuring figure out their uh, you guys I've just woken up so if I my English is not up to I'm still booting okay if, if he's helping people figure out their relationships their marriage spaces he's uh, fixing the nation one marriage at a time that's what he's doing that's what's up ladies and gentlemen give give your applause put your hands together for the one and only Emmanuel Gashanja. Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> so, what you guys need to know is that this guy is really my uncle. Yeah, it's true. And he's actually a closer uncle than Uncle Commander was because uh, this one is there's a Uncle Commander is, ma- is my uncle through marriage. Yeah. This one is a straight bloodline. Yeah. But we don't look anything alike. No. I'm the light skin in the family. Yeah. I like it. Well, not in the family. Am I the black, black sheep? But, but, um, 
I, you know I have to be careful with things I say to you because you're a pastor. <laughs> Baba <laughs> Black Sheep. No, you're not the Black Sheep, man. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome Emmanuel Emmanuel Gashanja. Uh some of you may have known him if you if you've been to Mavuna Church, you may have known him, you know, once in a while, dropping the word from the pulpit. But more importantly, he is, you know, uh, running this wonderful wonderful um organization that's helping people with their marriages. It's called Avow. Um he's married himself. Let and let, I'll, I'll let let's talk about him a little bit. But I want to start with how are you doing today? Man, I am good. Mm-hmm. I am good. Uh, uh as you know, I've been I've been around for a little bit mm-hmm. down in this Ushago. Ushago is nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not the ori- original Ushago. It's not the original Ushago. But it's but the one my father gave me. Right? Yes, yes. Uh but I love it because mm-hmm. you get to slow down life a little bit. You get to chill. Um you get to smell the roses. Yeah. And uh, and and get, gain some perspective, mm-hmm. you know, some time in the big city. You're always constantly running, looking for the next gig, looking for the next thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you don't have time to stop and just think. So this has given me that opportunity. Plus, you know, hanging out and having deep conversations. Hey, some deep conversations. What? Yani? Maybe I'll tell you guys some of it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> But what? Yeah. All right, uh, it's it's good to have you here, man. And, no and, worries, and having, man. And having you over has been such a blessing. Also, I feel like it's been a long time coming in terms of the reconnecting. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just sad that I finally come on after CG 70 or 100 something episodes. You know, don't, but, don't be sad. but it's okay. It's don't okay. Uh, it's your time. This at uh, this this time round, eh? Yeah, they're not crowded. They're not crowded. They're not crowded. Fantastic. You get your time, Annie. Uh, yeah. yeah. The I next one might Chomoka next year. I'm not saying it. that. I'm just saying I don't yeah. know. But they're not crowded. Yeah. So it's it's the right time for you. How's the family? Family is good. Family is mm-hmm. good. Uh, oldest is uh, about to finish form four. I know that's crazy. I'm man. just like, what? Where does time go? Yeah, we didn't even think you could be responsible. You I know, know right? Yeah. Just <laughs> the other day, I was just like, uh, first of all, will this guy ever get a woman? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one we were not too concerned about. <coughs> no, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. recognizing the game, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah <sighs> yeah but rec- yeah so, so now uh, uh, we are in the we are in the stage of thinking through universities i'm just like when did i get here <laughs> who wow. is this wow yeah. and, and and hope and soon then you know uh, empty nesting so mm-hmm. you start to think about where do you want to live mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. when they're not and the kids are not in the house anymore and let me tell you this trip has given me ideas oh it has eh? mm-hmm. oh i like it but i don't think it's the question <coughs> knowing you i think i know where it is yeah um you have uh, a ministry called ivao and what what's crazy is that for me for me and i've known you all my life um Sorry guys, uh, if you hear some of those sounds outside this as my my ushago guys up start woken up to start feeding the nation. Yeah. Um what's crazy is I knew you as a fun guy and you, you we had some good times. Uh or, or we we call him Gasho and for uh even though he's my uncle i don't say uncle gasho is just gasho mm-hmm. because our, our age difference is not it's not, that, it's much, not yeah. that much yeah um but so he was more my boy 
than my uncle mm. though his dad was really my guy so that one does no i couldn't say your gym <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh but i said knew as a fun guy you know and he liked music blah 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 and we'll talk about music in just a bit mm. but i never saw you as a pastor man and maybe it was my my perspective but you know I, i didn't see you ever becoming a man of the cloth because mm. I, and i know you're not you know the traditional pastor right now but you know you still in the sense you still represent that space yeah and you tell me a crazy story about knowing it since you were nine, god showed you yeah 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 tell me that story so so uh it's back in 19 f- <laughs> those days <laughs> oh, i was like <coughs> self censoring thing right? yeah so uh being uh nine years old mm. i remember i would uh, go to sleep and i would have the same dream mm. in this dream i would see myself in the future like many years in the future in fact way older than i am right now mm. uh grade and all that and uh dressed up pretty pretty nifty uh mm. I, i don't think i remember seeing those clothes those days mm. so this could be 3000s or something you know it's futuristic mm. it's futuristic clothing <laughs> so um, i just remember myself standing in front of people and helping lots of people Mm. And this dream went on for like nine months, nine oh, to ten wow. months. So it was quite a long. And I remember I would really long to go to sleep mm. uh, because I knew I would dream the dream, mm. uh, and it was such a really cool dream. And it gave me good feelings and good feelings and good vibes. Mm. Um, so yeah, so for me, I translated that to you know, uh, I've always wanted. Uh, I, I think that planted a seed in my mind. Mm. Uh, for being there for people mm. for wanting to be there for people mm. and i think at the heart of it um, i've always had like a shepherd's heart mm. you know mm. uh, for lack of a better word that's mm. what we say in christianity but i like to care for people yeah. um, and take care of people yeah so that's a big deal for me you know what's crazy is that when i do my you know some of the work that i do with men uh, when i'm doing my coaching work yeah Uh, there's a there's a process where i take guys back to their eight, nine year old selves yeah because i i think at that point there's there's such clarity and purity mm. and this is when in our, in our developmental stage we also start to develop our emotions you know they start around the age of 7 to 10 yeah as boys but something very clear mm-hmm. about you know that age and i keep saying if a boy is being well nurtured yeah at that age then that boy is going to grow up as a secure guy yeah but if a boy receives trauma at that age mm. then that's a trauma that's going to he's going to have to heal from yeah for him to live free as an adult. Yeah. And that's crazy. Nine years old in New York going to be a pastor. Yeah, but you know it couldn't be something that I tell everybody, you know. Did you ever tell your folks? Oh man, I remember one time I I was uh, in the dining room. Mm. Uh, we lived in uh, we lived in Upper Hill. Yeah. So I was in the dining room and my mom was going between the store and the kitchen. Mm. And I remember I had a uh, Uh, hymn book mm. you know there's this Swahili hymn book uh, mm. Tenzi za Rohoni hey, yeah, yeah, yeah 
and, and I was singing a bunch of those hymns and and I don't know this is long before salvation and stuff and you know uh, I didn't even barely know what Christianity is my parents you know we used to go to church but I slept through it all uh, <laughs> then I, I know right uh, I slept through the service so I didn't know anything about this church thing god thing but I remember I used to feel good singing so I tell my mom <laughs> I tell my mom, uh, mom, with all the pride and all the joy and everything in me, mm. all the conviction, when I grow up, I'm going to be a pastor. Uh, and then, brah, I wasn't ready for what was about to come out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious about what came out, man. Oh, man. She, you know, first of all, there was a, hmm. Oh. Unaelewa, unachosema wewe. Unajua wachungaji ni wale wanaoomba omba. Ebu siniletee mambo hayo. And I was wow. like, damn, shut down. Um, so yeah, so I think after that particular moment she was going to be the one that would be a prayer warrior. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that moment right there mm. uh, changed my entire perspective on how I do this whole Christianity thing. Mm. So I never overtly say it. I just allow my actions to do it. So so that's probably why most people didn't know. Mm. I think the only person I ever told was my cousin Sam because he asked mm. me and he was wondering, how do you know so clearly? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. S- sorry to go to go here but yeah. Um when your mom passed away, mm. the one thing that was said a lot about her yeah was about prayer. Yeah. You know that, that that was one of the things that was said a lot about her. Yeah. And so I just find it funny that she says our to kuomba omba. You know it's mm, like you know that, that Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I guess it's that whole thing that you see the narrative where people don't believe yeah. and then once the, they catch the bug, yeah. Uh they go crazy. They go wild. Yeah, and also just how God has a sense of humor. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, kwamba omba. Yeah. Kwamba omba. Yeah. Have a little. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. That's true. That's, that's true. That's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, um in my ten years because we lived in the same hood. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the prank you pulled from me the other day. Yeah. Uh, and I have threatened you, your children will go through this. Mm-hmm. I will, I will prank your kids. Uh, as long as it's on, uh, it's on, it's on tape and recorded, and yeah. all these folks out here have witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. Hey, you guys, one day, once I'm healed from the wound, I'll, I'll tell you how my <laughs> folks moved out and never told me where we live. Yeah, and Gashose was my only salvation, uh, taking me back, t- taking me home. Growing up, you you were really just like you and your sister, especially Hazel, were like good good. I keep saying she saved my life. Eh? Yeah, she taught me a few things about being a being a dude. Yeah, and especially being a dude um, where chicks are concerned. Yeah, so it was a sister, for example, who affirmed something my grandfather told me. Your your your, your uncle uncle. Mm. Uh, so he had, he had once told me manome ni kiatu manamke ni nyuele. But as a sister who told me kiatu means it has to be clean. Yeah? Mm. So it's not just a good shoe. It has yeah. to be a clean shoe. Yeah. So your sister told me chicks like good dudes with clean shoes. Yeah. 
I, uh, from that day, yeah. I'd polish my shoes and in fact I can look myself inside <laughs> just because of that. Yeah. So I feel like there was this mentorship role that you, that you played uh, a lot for me. Mm. Just maybe like a peer mentorship, but because you were older, yeah. um, you knew more stuff than I did. Yeah. Uh, and in my teen years, I remember like when, when you were leaving abroad and when you were just about to leave to go abroad, you gave me some music and I was telling you this story there. Yeah, day. yeah. That was powerful, bro. I didn't even know that. You gave me some music and it was crazy because I was singing. Yeah. I was in Form 3 when you left. Yeah. I was, I'd already joined the Fortress Worship Team. Yeah. Uh, Fortress was a youth church, a youth church for Sitam now, Pente yeah. then. Valley Road, yeah. Valley Road that we used to go to and I was I was in the I just joined the worship team like now okay was now you know sort of mentoring us and building mm. up this worship team. But for me it means that I'm in church singing over the holidays. Yeah. Because I'm in boarding school. Yeah. And you gave me all out mm-hmm. payday. Mm-hmm. There are three and uh take, take six. six. Yeah. What you didn't know is that I knew the Winans, but I didn't really knew, know all their music. Mm. I only knew what was what what was popular. Yeah. So, um, what what is that song? Um, Count it all joy. You know? mm. So I had I, I knew a song like that. Yeah. Um, but most of the other songs I didn't know. Mm. And so, I, this gift meant so much to me because I was a music but, lover. Yeah. You know? And I'd play them over and over again. And All Out became my favorite. Mm. And till today is one of the albums I have in all my music apps. Yeah. Um, but then I also really loved Take Six. Mm. And the album you gave me was Join the Band. Yeah. Which which was a multi-Grammy winning award. Mm. Which is the first time Take Six were using instruments. Instruments, so they, yeah. yeah. So they are moving from a cappella. Mm. Um I was like, this was such good music. And sometimes I'd sing along and, you know, you know, when you're with headphones mm. and let me tell you a funny story. You're with headphones mm. uh, and you're singing along. There's no context mm. for what you're singing along. Mm. Eh? Mm. So there's a, there's a Wynans song. Uh, they say, <clears throat> with eyes of compassion, yeah. he looked upon this woman mm. Without condemning, he said, "Go and sin no more." Yeah. And you get, I'm with headphones. I'm just walking in the house. Then I'm just saying, uh, "Without." With eyes of compassion. Oh, with eyes of compassion, he looked upon that woman. Without even, and then I couldn't tell it was condemning. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a slap from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because she can't hear the music. Yeah, you have the headphones on. Yeah. With eyes of compassion, he yeah. looked upon this woman like whatever this nigga is listening to yeah. is not right. I know, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to convince her it's a gospel song, <clears throat> you know. But that I was telling you the story how tomorrow, the song Tomorrow by the Winans became such a important song for me. Yeah. And uh, when um, later when I was in crisis, mm. 
that song is actually the reason I went back to a relationship with God, man. Wow. Mm. That so was thank powerful, you. man. Thank you, man. Powerful. You never know the seeds you plant. That's right? true. That's true. That's true. And I've always believed that, but I never know. Did they do something to whoever it was? Mm. And in this case, was just giving you three, not CDs, tapes. Tips, yeah, the tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tips. Because we didn't know CDs then. Yeah. Tips. We had Walkman. I had a Walkman. Yeah. Mm. As bougie. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've talked about your mom. Um, yeah. Your, your folks, my grandparents, mm. you know. Um, and in the last few years, you've lost both of them. Mm. I'm sorry for that, man. No, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, losing your dad for us was was hard. Mm. First, because it was sudden, of course, but mm. secondly, because even though he was the last born, the guy was like the pillar of the family, and mm. the last one of his siblings was pillar of his family. Yeah. How you how you healing from that? I've, I've, and and sometimes i look at you and i wonder you know mm. you're, you're going through life yes you know you've you've got to move on yeah take on now the role of the leader in the family yeah but how you dealing with you know just waking up and realizing yo i don't have my dad to call i don't have my mom to call yeah i know we're adults but it's not easy to lose your parents at any nah, age. I watched my boy Tosh this year lose his dad. Yeah. This year, and the guy is in his mid-50s. Yeah. And it hit him hard. Mm. How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm hanging in there mm. and I'm making the most of it. And I think one of the things I have tried to do mm. is intentionally do, quote-unquote, mm. what should be the right things. Mm. Uh, to help the process a little bit better. Mm. Um, well, well, I remember I remember when the news came. Mm. Man, first of all, it just totally gutted me, man. Mm. I was crying. Uh, Kevin Derito mm. came, came, mm. came over to the house. Mm. Uh, David Courier mm. was there. And uh, Lucy was there mm. too. Mm. And man, I remember I was just, uh, I was a hot mess, man. Mm. I was a hot mess. And then, the news comes to me and I have to tell my sisters. And I'm just yeah. like, first of all, you know, it doesn't come at the most opportune time where you can just walk to them and then hug them and then tell mm. them. Yeah. So Hazel is out, you know, abroad. Yeah. So I have to make that call. Uh, her hubby was nowhere near. Mm. So I'm just like, man, I'd rather be the one who rips this bandaid and says it than her hear it from, you know. You know, you know how social media is yeah. now. You can get news about your person from social media yeah, <laughs> and you just, sleep in the same house. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, RIP, RIP. Um, I, I don't like that culture, but anyway. So I call and tell her. And man, the response on the phone just took me a hundred notches deeper down into that whole grieving process. Then I have to call Manka and uh, tell, tell her, you know, uh, and she's not where she's supposed to be. Mm. Uh, where she is, is quite far. Uh, is quite far. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So, I, I eventually, I eventually, you know, get a hold of her and mm. tell her and she comes over. And, man, now we have to start this uh, whole grieving process. But at the back of my mind, it's just that, wait a minute. Now I'm the head of this home. So... 
as soon as the news came it meant a mantle has been already passed on uh, whether i liked it or not so it brings added pressure let me tell you for the next 21 days i don't think i slept even 5 hours i could not sleep i could not sleep i was i was a hot mess uh and uh and then i had you know the broken hearted feeling that you feel the pain in your heart and i had this nervousness in my in my in my tummy and it just couldn't stop and it was not ending and i honestly thought i was going nuts i honestly thought you know this is it mental illness uh this is it i'll be classed as one of those uh uh crazy people uh so what i did uh, one day is i was just like you know what if i don't do something about this mm. my family is getting affected because i'm not there mm. not for my wife not for my kids mm. um you know i'm not there for anything around me uh, unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately i have a role to play in society so society also looks up to me and there's many people who look up to me so i'm not there for any of these people and at this moment i just called my sisters and told them hey we're all going for counseling uh i need you guys to pick a counselor and we're going for counseling um so yeah so we would do that and then later on after we've all had our sessions have a conversation so it was double therapy like a debrief yeah yeah, yeah. well it was not debrief mm-hmm. it was more like double therapy i feel mm. because we were doing individual counseling and then group therapy mm. uh, much later because yeah because uh, here you know we are talking about what did you learn what did you hear oh wow i didn't see oh i actually see that in me you know so this discovery so this process. discovery yeah. in the process uh so it was a beautiful thing um through that counseling and and i'm stressing this because you know a lot of us don't go through counseling um through the counseling my counselor was just a really really amazing counselor mm-hmm. and she managed to change how my perspective was mm-hmm. from choosing to grieve mm-hmm. uh to celebrating mm-hmm. his life and living out his legacy mm-hmm. and this came about because when I was talking about him mm-hmm. I would glow out glow about the things he's done for us. He was an amazing dad. He um he he every Sunday <coughs> sorry about that. Every Sunday would be family day and he would spend time with us and you know after church we all go and eat together and then he would take us out for a ride uh, somewhere in Kiambu in the tea factory or whatever, you know, tea factories and uh just check them out and see the beauty of the country. He would take us to Naivasha for you know for what do you call it uh just you know to go eat mm. and then ride horses and see animals uh, he would take us to the national park uh, I mean Sunday was a day to look forward to because you hang out with dad and you spend so much time with him um he also took us you know sometimes on holidays to different places so we lived a really good life with him So any time I was talking about him I was glowing. Mm. And one of the things the counselor picked out is that I really look up to him and I admire him. Uh so she asked me, "Do you do some of these things for your kids?" 
and I was like, yes, I do, but not as intentionally as he did. Mm. So it changed the way I do things. Mm. And um, in changing the way I do things, one of the first things, because we're in lockdown, mm. is the only place we could go is the Nairobi National it's Park. Park. <laughs> So a good friend of mine, uh, Mao Safaris, uh, uh, they they hooked up, you know, Land Cruiser. And we did that whole thing, got to see lots of animals that day with the boys. And we had the binoculars looking through that. And I was just like, oh, snap, this is how he felt doing this for us. And I remember he would tell us about the different animals and stuff. And yeah. It just felt so cathartic mm. uh, there's so much healing yeah. in being able to do that for the kids wow. um, so yeah so now there's many things I do intentionally my dad used to hug us and tell us I love you mm. so I do that much more often for yeah. my kids yeah. I've taken it a notch higher mm. I I pray and bless them every morning wow. and give them some pep talks and tell them how amazing men they are mm. uh, and how you know they're destined for greatness mm. So yeah, so the, doing that just gives me so much healing. Uh, makes me feel like he's there. Mm. Uh, I mean, we were talking about yesterday when yeah. you saw me walking and you said, oh, yeah, snap. Yeah, uh, for a moment there, I was, I was like, like, is that Guka? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You walk exactly like Yeah, him, yeah. So there's moments like that uh, when I'm in town and I'm walking past, you know, those, uh, you know, those big windows with, mm. with, which with reflections, yeah, yeah. reflective. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you see yourself in him when I'm sitting down. There's a thing he used to do and he would, you know, pick out his uh, eyebrows. Yeah. And uh, I do that, yeah. you wow. know. There's something when I'm focusing on something he used to do with his mouth. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I do that. So I laugh every time and I said, ah, you're here with me. So, so, so it's wow. a fun journey. Yeah. Um, and then also the realization that it's the circle of life. Uh, so... It was bound to happen. It's how I handle it and how I deal with it that makes the difference. That's true, man. And now a word from our sponsors. This episode of Living Truthfully is brought to you by the generous contribution of listeners like you. If you'd like to contribute to our podcast as a way of saying thank you, good job, keep going at it, or just a way of buying us coffee, Please check the details on how you can give your love donation in the show notes of this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a rating or review. Thank you. And now, back to our story. You know, in, I mean, when I first came from hospital, the first digs I came to mm. Mm. As, a, as a kid. Yeah. You know, as a one or two day year old. Child. Your mom was living in our house mm. at the time, yeah. I know. It's, give me a high five. <laughs> that. <laughs> so your dad did that to me. You're silly. <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I did that to everyone. I feel like he did. He did, yeah. I, I wanted to think it is special. No. He no. just killed my bubble. No. But, <laughs> but it's something I do to kids still today. Mm. So that car, high five then, you had her. Yeah. That that was your dad's thing for me. Yeah. One one of your dad's things for me. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy how that kid, that thing gives kids so much joy yeah. till today. And yeah. It, I, I, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I learned that from him and yeah. obviously you've been, you've been cooking the last couple of days and you've made some incredible meals and you're saying you saw your father cook I saw my dad cook man he he used to cook it wasn't my mom's cooking but he cooked yeah uh, your mom's cooking was a whole new yeah it was like yeah you know chef yeah but his food was so tasty and it was it felt so it felt so tasty so healthy so mm. rich mm. I really enjoyed his cooking um there was a time my mom worked in uh in in Somalia for mm. the UNOSOM mm. uh when the one mission there yeah. UN was on mission there mm. and so we were with him mm. so Sundays you know he would cook for us uh the the days he's lazy we would end up in Sagret hotel eating <laughs> yamachoma <laughs> very cool yeah but but he enjoyed cooking uh, uh in fact even after mom passed on and we'd go and visit him he would insist on cooking and he doesn't want any help it's oh, like wow. it's my joy to do this for you yeah there's a certain way i want it to look taste and stuff and we'll eat it together mm. so i would let him do his thing uh, uh wow. if i wanted to cook or mm. participate i cook at home and bring the food <laughs> because he's not going <laughs> to he's not going to yeah. yeah yeah and your mom was a phenomenal woman warm it's it's funny we were talking about how this concerning thing could be from your mother as well. No, it is from my mother. It is from my mother. I remember how every person mm. who knew her used to come to seek wisdom from her. Mm. Cuz man, she had wisdom like crazy and it was the very unusual wisdom mm. um that you don't get from anybody else. Mm. Um you know she would actually go counter culture mm. tell you to do the opposite thing and you're just like ah woman you is crazy mm. but man you do it and your situation and circumstance changes mm. um a lot of her friends in the UN who had failing marriages mm. i remember her talking for hours and hours man bra our bill our telephone bill mm. uh the, then those days it was uh, you know yeah. the landlines yeah. man it was crazy it was crazy but she would constantly call and you'd hear her talking talking you know to the point of coming to somebody down but listening to them uh, empathizing with them sympathizing with them and you know all the way to you know getting them to the point of listening to her mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah she would share some crazy things uh, but yeah i think growing up like she kind of mentored me uh, because now guess what i'm doing <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Right, counseling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I I, I really f- you know I, this, this just yesterday I was thinking about I was thinking about how lucky mm. you are. Mm. To have had the parents that you did. You know? It's yeah. very very fortunate. Both both of them incredible human beings. Yeah. Both of them very good at what they did. Yeah, you know, as a career and a profession. Yeah. Uh both of them passionate about family, mm. about each other. Mm. You saw things that you know in at your home in terms of romance and mm. your parents relationship that people mm. don't see. And I thought it was normal until I grew up and talked to people and I'm just like, "Oh, this was it was unique. this was unique. It was different." Yeah. You know? And yeah. and it's You know, I can't reconcile. I can see it because I saw it. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I 
can't reconcile your dad being a law enforcer mm. and the lover that he was. Eh? Mm. Like, what an incredible human. Mm. You get to see the worst in human beings every day. Yeah. But you also get to see the best in your family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just incredible mental and emotional capacity right that's there, true you know? that's true i hope i get that too i hope i have that i, I just thought about it last night I was yeah like, that yeah. that dude was phenomenal because he was so compassionate yeah i felt it with me i, I saw it with how he dealt with the rest of the family mm. yet we all knew he could have a farm hand mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh trust me i knew about the farm hand. <laughs> How farm it was. Mm-hmm. And speed of lightning. You know, Bruh, like <laughs> let me tell you. There was a day it came. Mm-hmm. And even before it landed, mm-hmm. bruh, I, I just wet myself, man. I just <laughs> phew, everything. Just let go. Well, let me tell you. I think slaps are the worst mother out. Yeah. You know, slaps are the worst mother. Uh, my mother was a teacher. And yeah. she learned to slap. Yeah. And every time I was in an argument with her as a kid, mm. And I knew a, sna- a slap could come out of this. I would prepare myself to duck. Mm. I was every every time without fail. Mm. I was ready to duck. I had mm. been practicing these ducks. Mm. You know, I'm by myself in my bedroom in the mirror. I'm, eh, I'm just ducking the slaps, imaginary slaps. Yeah, yeah. I never ducked even one. I never they saw them coming. <laughs> Speed of lightning. Yeah. I'd just be in the middle of. She'd be arguing, where Maraga pop pop? Mm. And then I'm stunned yeah. and I get angry <laughs> that I didn't have the opportunity to help her this one. Uh, like, well, what, what was I thinking? Yeah. So when I'm done with that, whatever that argument is, I'll go back to, and start practicing my ducks again, you know, yeah, like how to yeah. duck the slaps. Yeah. Now, we knew your dad could have a farm hand, but then. Yeah. And, and we knew he was, you know, we, we all knew his job. Yeah. But he had the emotional and mental capacity and mm. maybe even the Jedi level of, you know, compartmentalizing so that these worlds did not interfere mm. with each other. They didn't cross. Mm. Mm. It's pretty unique. It's very, it's very crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No worries <laughs> It's cathartic for me as well. Yeah. When, when your old man passed away, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could mourn. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't have, at least immediately. Yeah. Um, so I was concerned for you. Mm. I remember we spoke this that day. Mm. And then we started putting together the, you know, the, the Zoom meetings. And then my mom, who yeah. that was effectively her only father alive, mm. um, you know, got really sick out mm. of grief mm. so I'm taking care of her yeah and then I couldn't come to the f- to the burial yeah it was a crazy time it huh? was a crazy time yeah. it's during the first lockdown man. yeah I think it, it was 15 people or 20 yeah. people per yeah I know we got some concessions but yeah it was it was a crazy time yeah so this has helped this I've, I've not had an opportunity to have conversations about him. Mm. And so, because I, I got into work mode, I'm sure you started grieving later. I started grieving later as well. Mm. So, mm. And he really was my guka. Yeah, yeah. I love him and, and I yeah. love him. Total good man. People, yeah. people's person. Mm. Yeah. 
more importantly man is that you and uh, uh, please share with me the details of your grief counselor i think you know on this show if we find people who are good at what they do yeah uh we like to we like to share those contacts we like for people to to be able to if if you're going through grief or if you need whatever kind of counseling here is one more resource uh that uh, will uh, you, you can share her, maybe her email address or her information whatever you don't you think she might be willing to Yeah, yeah, I can share first her name mm-hmm. and then maybe when somebody mm-hmm. reaches mm-hmm. out you mm-hmm. can you yeah. can personally uh, okay. connect send, them. Send them send them a number or something. Yeah. Okay. What's her name? Yeah. Her name is Elizabeth Omondi. Elizabeth Omondi. Yeah, she was actually w- my supervisor uh when I did counseling psychology. Mm. And man, she was just she's just brilliant. All right, guys, yeah. look her up Elizabeth Elizabeth Omondi. From and, uh, Amani Counseling Center. From, from, oh, from Amani Counseling Center. That, yeah. should, that should be really useful for you. Yeah. Uh, but if you w- want her number or her email address, we'll reach out on uh, on the socials especially. I'll yeah. be able to respond. Yeah. Um, it follows then that the most impactful relationship you've ever seen is a relationship your parents had. So I'm not surprised that you're in the marriage ministry. <laughs> mm. Yeah? Yeah. Because you saw a great relationship at least you know to to the best of our knowledge. Yeah. yeah? And and from what I know, I'm sure they had their problems, but oh they did, they, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. For 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 the most part, we saw a good marriage. Yeah. apart from your folks what do you think was a driver for marriage for you as a as a as a focus of your career and your ministry yeah i think it's a bunch of things one it's them mm. and then two it's especially my mom mm. and the impact that she had mm. on um on the people around her mm. and their marriages mm. i saw her deal with it with so much grace mm. uh with so much uh uh you know she was very gentle yeah she was very gentle and then she was committed it's like everything stopped to take care of your heart and soul mm. when things were going down especially with regards to marriage yeah so a bunch of people benefited from that and i could see you know these are all people in africa everybody who's a family friend is uncle and auntie mm. i know that uncle and auntie had this problem but yeah. now i see them together yeah. and they look like they're thriving yeah um it's because you stepped in and you had conversations with them that was, i think that was one uh of the big ones such a powerful image man yeah mm. but the other one which i think is uh which is even now this was the catalyst mm. that took me over mm. is i got married when i was 25 so it's pretty early that was pretty early yeah. uh, my wife was uh, 24 mm. uh so we got married uh, living abroad mm. and it was just the two of us And I remember man we constantly used to ask ourselves why weren't we told about this why weren't mm-hmm. we told about this mm-hmm. there's so much knowledge that we didn't have about this space yeah and feelings mm. is all that 
warranted us my feelings yeah 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 those you know those my feelings inside yeah. uh, the the the, 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 the nervousness warm, you know fuzzy. warm fuzzy yeah, yeah yeah that was all that you know qualified us mm. but we knew nothing jack about you know this space mm. and i think maneuvering through it mm. and learning the hard way making so many mistakes you know both of us um i was just like you know what at some point i realized man uh, with the way we were raised mm. family truly is the foundation of society and mm. then when you live in a place like us and then you see the brokenness of uh, of 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 family uh, it explained to me why there's mm. so much dysfunction mm. in society mm. um and i always say that you know if at one point in time i will drop everything that i'm doing just so that i can do this full time because if i am to impact society mm. um let me impact it from the foundation and the foundation is the family unit i always say the family unit is like the cell you know in your body mm. uh very small seems inconsequential mm. but the day your cell breaks down yeah you need to see a doctor you know, yeah. yeah so society is the same way yeah. and i figure and i feel that you know if you put the right antibiotics the right uh you know antivirals within society yeah. uh hopefully the dysfunction will grow less and there'll be more unity and harmony uh you know the whole thing charity begins at home mm. so the foundation of even the home the family is the husband and the wife yeah if that foundation is broken it follows to the kids you know our foundation was good so we turned out you know pretty pretty decent mm. um and you know i feel like we are thriving i feel like uh there's not many wounds because if there were any they were mm. taken care of mm. um i remember having conversations with my dad uh, my sister having conversations with my father you know just talking about different things mm. and you know those and he blessed us you know and he was intentional to do that um quick story mm. um and i think i shared this uh, during the zoom meetings mm-hmm. uh my father because they didn't approve uh, of my christianity my mom had come to visit me mm-hmm. and she saw me you know leading this entire you know group of people mm-hmm. uh in the college that i was in uh and it was a christian centered thing and i was you know uh basically doing what we do best mm-hmm. in our family mm-hmm. mc <laughs> that's true and uh mm-hmm. and uh and uh, through through that time I was just you know guiding people from this place to this place mm. talking scripture and she was like oh snap this is my boy this is my son mm. i mean he can do this he can lead all these people mm. and 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 pardon the expression but man he's leading all this uh Caucasian folks yeah. uh, to just to put it uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> gently you can, you can speak freely yeah. <laughs> uh you know um you know it's just like man he's leading all this white and they're responding to him and you know and she was just like you know what i think we missed it came and told my dad my dad made a trip to the us wow and uh when he made the trip to the us i remember we hung out and you know did quite a bunch of stuff i took him through you know i lived in atlanta so i mm. took him to the different sights and sounds of atlanta and mm. we had so much fun mm. uh, but this was now coupled in between my having to work and i worked a night shift from 7 to 7 um in our warehouse so i remember one morning 
uh, right before he came back mm. um, he i got i got home mm. when i got home i picked my wife and i rushed her to work mm. we had one car then so she she goes to work and i come back home and mm. i'm ready now to you know do some small present pleasantries before i i you sleep hit, yeah hit the, the sack and man this guy had gone to the store the supermarket mm. and he had gotten bacon he had gotten sausages he had gotten eggs he bought orange juice because he knows i love orange juice more than tea mm. and he bought a bunch of stuff and he came he cooked for me mm. and uh, after he cooked for me um you know uh, we were sitting there talking and i was feeling weird hey my father is not supposed to cook for me i'm the one who's supposed to cook for father mm. but anyway we have seen that growing up so so it wasn't that strange but yeah. it felt weird you're a yeah, guest yeah, in my yeah, home yeah he's in the house yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so so then he asks me to kneel in front of me and i was like uh, weird dude what's that about and here is what he said mm. he said my son uh I have spoken to your mother. Your mother told me the things that you're doing. Mm. And first of all, I want to apologize and say I am sorry if wow. I've kept you from living out your dream wow. and your desire. And I have come here to tell you that I bless you and I release you to do the things that you feel your God has called you to do. Bra, water works, oh. man. Water works. Waterworks, bro. Yeah, man. Man, I don't my own waterworks right. I now. know, I don't care what kind of a man you are. Yeah. Man, you break down at that. I remember I broke down and uh and uh and I said thank you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he stood up and he hugged me. Uh and uh and that was the end of that story. And since then, I was like, okay. I'm free now to express my my christianity faith, my yeah. my faith my my passion to help and support people because you know back in those days we were told if you're not an engineer mm-hmm. if you're not a doctor mm-hmm. if you're not any of those yeah. you know those lawyer. yeah lawyer um you're not successful so that gave me the freedom now to to yeah to do Good this man. then yeah it's so powerful yeah Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, he was a deep man. Clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the, the last maybe 3 years or so has seen you you know just launch this ministry I vow. Yeah. Um grow it. Yeah. And and I, I guess it's in its now growth trajectory. Yeah. Is there hope for Kenyan marriages? And and I'm asking that because, bro, you know, first your nephew here, you know, divorced. Yeah. yeah. And dude, I can't see myself walking down an aisle sooner. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I yeah. want to fall in love. I want to have love, romance, those things. I'm not saying I don't want those things. Yeah. Even though I have a carizent heartbreak hotel story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but i'm not excited 
about mm. marriage. I'm, mm. Maybe I'm excited about a relationship, but I'm not excited about marriage, about yeah. walking down the aisle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've I'm in because of the work I do with men and yeah. I'm in a space where I hear a lot of stories very similar to you. Yeah. You know, to yours. And I feel like okay, there's a singer in my neighborhood. Wow. That's yeah. weird. I hope they have a great career. <laughs> um and I I I listen to conversations and sometimes I'm not I'm like the rate of divorce and separation has gone so high that I'm like should we be rethinking marriage should we be rethinking the marriage model that is in the church should we be rethinking should we be going back to a more so more traditional model of how marriage was done um yeah First of all I think marriage will always constantly evolve mm. just because times change things change seasons change mm. but I think at the core of it uh, first of all that marriage in itself is mm. actually a very beautiful thing in the purity of what marriage is what what it's intended to be what it's intended to be it's actually a very beautiful thing mm. the problem is we do not know what it's intended to be what is it intended to be then so it's a multitude of things and mm. and we go through this you know over many weeks of mm. having conversations mm. with you mm. um and one of the things and one of my driving forces that helps me go through this mm. is actually words from a dude called solomon mm. and basically what solomon says mm. is that there are three things that will make you successful in your family mm. or put treasures within your home mm. and fill it with you know joy and laughter mm. uh, the number one thing is knowledge uh basically you need to know and understand what life is about what mm. people are about yeah. what things are about and one of the biggest things we don't do is seek knowledge about marriage mm. we are quick to seek knowledge about how we can make the next buck mm. uh, how we can improve all those things mm. uh, yet careers and all those things last you know a very short time mm. so we don't seek to understand and know what is relationship about uh, what is the purity of it what is it about mm. um, the second thing is understanding this knowledge how are you processing it mm. and making it relevant to who you are as a person yeah uh, then there's the wisdom part so that's the third the third aspect and yeah. wisdom basically is applied knowledge mm. Uh, so how are you applying it so for me uh when when we moved back to kenya mm. uh we'd lived in the us and then we'd lived in dar es salaam mm. tanzania and then we came to nairobi uh as a family and i remember my wife and i took this thing called ndoa uh, offered at mavuno church mm. and these stories and many people will tell you ndoa doesn't work mm. Uh, but for us where we were at mm. uh when we engaged with ndoa in fact the first if we, if if it ever ended in the first class mm. we had gotten everything it was enough. It, it, we've gotten everything for our marriage mm. because one that was the first time to us that uh to to for us to have the understanding the role our personalities play, play. Mm. 
within our relationship. Now, we're totally different. Mm. My personality is almost like a type B. My wife is a type A. Mm. So my wife is a go-getter. Go, 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 go. For me, ah, just chill. Jesus chill. is on the but throne. You're, you're Jesus is on the throne. throne. You're, you're in Dar es Salaam. I know, right? It's not your I fault. know, right? <laughs> so, 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 so. And she was born in Nairobi. Yeah, so, 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 you, you know, know her, her she, pace, she, got, she got the hustle. Her you pace got the is, uh, you know, a thousand yeah. notches above mine. <laughs> so my wife has lived in so much frustration with me mm. uh, because she's just like, did I blunder, you know? Almost like, did I blunder? Mm. This guy has no he sense of urgency. Mm. It feels like he doesn't have mission, vision for life. Yeah. But do I have it? Yes, it's just way slower than yeah. than yours. Yeah. Um, and for me here, I'm just like, this woman can't slow down. This woman is totally unsubmissive. That's mm. the word I used. Mm. I called her unsubmissive um, until I learned, oh my God, all this time, all you are is a choleric. Oh, my choleric. And now she's my choleric. Wow. And, and, and what that did, having an understanding of mm. personalities. Yeah. Personality is like your operating system. Yeah. Okay, so understanding that personality, then I am able to just release her and tell her, where can I support you? Mm. Because you often think that leadership is me, I have to do it. But leadership is also empowering the people around you to be everything that they're supposed to be. Okay, so now all this I'm processing Mm. through learning about this. So, you know, we, we get to this point where we say, you know what, it's important for us to leverage on our strengths and cover each other's weaknesses. Mm. We get frustrated because our partner is not doing things the way we do or how we do, the way we know it. They're weird because they're not doing it like we are. Mm. Uh, So simple things like that, you know, and and people don't know that. In fact, people will will just say, this guy's weird, doesn't, uh, uh," and it's, it's, it's quite frustrating. It's about having understanding. This is, you form your personality in the first six years of your life. Yeah. Like literally, yeah, first six, yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. All, almost to 12 years, yeah. you form your personality. Yeah. You spend the rest of your time perfecting that personality. Enter dude or chick with totally different personality at operating 30, yeah. system at 30. 30 years of perfection. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and now you're going to try and make them do something. Yeah. I remember that conversation we're having, the PIP, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. putting yeah, someone chicks, on a performance. Chicks, chicks put guys on a performance Yeah, yeah, yeah. Program. You cannot change the person. What you can do is harness whatever energy they have and then put it towards a certain mission and vision that you have together as a couple, which a lot of people, again, don't have. We just exist. Uh, and we think... Uh, uh, having kids, getting a home here or here, and we all have our different um, mm. drives. Mm. Uh, so, 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 so it becomes a struggle uh, because we are not one aligned. We don't have the right conversations to understand how is my partner. Uh, I'm not here to change them, but I'm mm. here so that they can be the best them, uh, and 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 this can actually impact our marriage positively. My choleric wife is the first person I'll make CEO of uh, of Ivao mm. uh, because I know she will run that organization mm. and she will have 
my best interest and the yeah. organization's best yeah. interest yeah. at heart. And, and, and she'll make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't put me in the CEO position. Yeah. It's not that I can't do it. I'll do it. Uh, a lot slower. But a lot slower. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then again, because of her personality, yeah. I'm the front facing because, you know, I have a way of talking to people. I have a way of, mm. you know, mm. uh, relating with people. Mm. I have so much more patience. I can chill and sit with you. Mm. I can do the counseling. I can do all those yeah. things. So it's just about understanding what are your strengths. Actually, just give you a list of things to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's about it, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know cholerics very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, bro, that's 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 uh, uh, gives me some hope. I think. Yeah. I guess. Um, I have a couple of questions. It might be controversial. I, I don't so, know. So no. before before you ask the controversial question, yeah. And I think one of the things I say at Ivao mm. is our goal is to preserve the sanctity of marriage. Mm. And preserve it by, first of all, bringing knowledge. Mm -hmm. Every time I sit with a couple, by the time I'm done in the first session, talking about where they're at, it changes their perspective. So when people have knowledge, Mm. then uh, it becomes a little bit easier for them to make the right. In fact, I'm so glad you said that because my question comes from a statement like that, preserving the sanctity of marriage. And I don't mean to attack, but I feel that um the the the, the church institution mm. has elevated marriage more than the married it's elevated the institution of marriage higher than the people who are in that marriage um and so any time you you have a conversation, especially the traditional church, on marriage, and it's like do whatever you can to save the institution. And I'm not saying that is not uh, you know that there's no place for it, but often I feel at the expense like they don't care what you're going through. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so I feel like there's more care for marriage than there is care for the married people. Mm. And I totally agree with you. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that model makes it very hard yeah. for us to come to the church mm. when we need help. Yeah. Because, you know, the church doesn't care about me. Yeah. They care about the institution. Yeah. And so they'll just be making me do anything to save the institution. Yeah. Without considering yeah where my emotions are at whether i'm going through some form of abuse yeah or whether you know it's start from my past that yeah. maybe i should be healing like you said yeah you know there's no care for me yeah in fact every it's marriage enrichment ministries it's Noah, it's the only time i've seen care in a program yeah for a church when it comes to relationships is divorce. Mm. That's why it's written. You're divorce right. Divorce care. care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a bit, I'm a bit concerned about the approach that the church has for the institutional marriage. Yeah. Because I feel like they care more about yeah the institution than the people. Yeah. I said that to some people the other day. I said, "You look out for you, man. Mm. Love. You know, the, Jesus says, love your neighbors. You love yourself. Mm. Love yourself." 
I'm not saying being selfish, but mm. you know, uh, and I and I, I use the biblical definition of love. I've talked about that on the podcast here. Yeah. yeah, about love is patient, love is kind. Yeah, it's not envious. Yeah, it does not keep record of wrong. Do those things with yourself. Yeah, and then you'll be able to do those things with your neighbor. And I yeah. Said, yeah, I was telling this couple that if you're able to love yourself and use the same blueprint to love your your spouse, yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. But I wasn't saying keep the marriage. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to keep the marriage. I'm like, if you do yeah. the right things for self-care, yeah. you do the right things to care for your spouse. Yeah. Chances are the marriage will survive. That's true. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my question is: Are you the church? Are you? Do you have the approach, the same approach as the traditional church? And if yes, you know, why do you think it works? Yeah. And if not. You know what are you doing differently that yeah. allows for a conversation to change? Yeah. The answer is no, mm. but the answer is also yes. Okay. Uh, so the no is the first mm. that I am adopting a totally different uh, way and path of doing things. Mm. Uh, but yes, because I highly value the institution of marriage just mm. because of what I think it means. Mm. Um, however, what I feel, and you know, I'm saying this also as somebody who has a label or title pastor, mm. I really feel uh, religion. That's a problem. Religion mm. has really failed the people mm. because we've put people on performance mm. and save face at all costs. Mm. So we don't really care about where you're at. But one of the things I've done for a, quite a long time is, is for the last, uh, uh, gosh, maybe 15, maybe almost 20 years, mm. I do, is I constantly read the, the, the New Testament. Mm. And, and not the whole New Testament, but the, the Gospels. Mm. And I read from Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, throughout. And my goal is to understand mm. uh, if this is guy is the guy we are following, yeah. then who was he and what was he like? Mm. Bruh, this guy was so uh, toxic towards the church, in quotes. Mm, at the time. Yeah, mm. and the Pharisees and the Sadducees mm. and, and the way they acted. I mean, he had some, some stern words for them, like mm. you brood of vipers, yeah. you know? Yeah. He really had some stern words for them. This is righteous, holy God saying this thing Mm. to these guys. Uh, They were supposed to be the SI unit of Mm. how we act Mm. in society. But the truth is, it was all fake. They were not real and authentic. Mm. Guess what Christ did? Christ hung out uh, with with, uh, tax collectors. Uh, The sinners. He hung out with uh, harlots. Uh, hose, mm. uh, let's put it the, the way yeah, you know, yeah. he hung out with hose and he was never judgmental, but he was so caring and gracious. And he used to, he cared about your heart yeah. and where you're at. Mm. And he understood that if you're struggling, then everything else will struggle. Mm. Um, and so that's the approach we take. Mm. Uh, first of all, uh, our space is a non judgmental space. Mm. Um, I'm not here to like, oh, you did what? 
um, the truth is uh, I'm human mm-hmm. and I'm no different from you. Yeah. And it will take a very little thing yeah. for me to be exactly where you're at. Mm. Uh, because I also have feelings, I also have things and, mm. and, and stuff mm. you get. Uh, so first of all, it's to receive people where they're at mm. um, and then just say, hey, uh, brah, sis or girl um you know first of all you just need to know one you're normal you're okay there's yeah. nothing wrong with yeah. you yeah. um this is just a process of life mm. and then now see uh, how can we support you uh, to get where you would like to be because it's not where you need to be mm. it's where you would like to be um and kind of give you guidance on that so 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 that's one of the big things that we do and we are seeing it work um that's one of the biggest things like you know especially when men come into the counseling room they're like yeah. uh i didn't this is not what i expected this is not at all what i expected mm-hmm. so the lady is the one who brought them here yeah but the man now drives Keeps the them. conversation yeah, yeah. Because oh, this is actually of value, yeah. uh, and this That's makes sense. Cool. That's very cool. So so yeah. So it's just about understanding human dynamics. First of all, I hate being judged. Mm. Um, I have I have a friend uh, who constantly uh, tells me about my Christianese, 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 mm. and it's just that one person who says that. Mm. Um, in many different circles, it's unless people hear somebody say pastor or whatever mm-hmm. they don't know I'm a Christian mm-hmm. uh, um, does it bother me I think it does a little bit um, but I hate being judged and put in a box so I'll never judge you and put you in a box um, you know because I just understand where you're at and where you feel and you just want to be validated for you <laughs> I had someone say you wanted to be a Christian until he met Christians mm, that's true I think the the definition of a follower of Christ, which is what the original Christians were, is a really good definition. But Disciple, but, yeah. Yeah, today it has evolved. It has, know? yeah. And it, it's a label based on a religion. Yeah. You know? I don't mind not being called a Christian at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather you come and ask me, dude, I... I've seen something I've different. I've seen something different. What yeah. About? Yeah. And then we can have a conversation about that. Hopefully yeah. they see something different. Yeah. I'm assuming they do. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. So, last question maybe for for the day for mm. me and I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um the model that we have, the vows that we say, the the vows that we say, they're not in the Bible. Mm. They may be derived in some ways from the Bible, but that mm. there's no vows chapter in the Bible. In fact, if there was going to be a vows chapter, it would say, I vow to be patient, I vow to be kind, I vow to not keep a record of wrong. That would have been the vows, you yeah. know? Um, but, so so the vows that we say are written by humans. They may have a biblical perspective. Yeah. You know, worldview. Yeah. The way we get married, that there's a man of God who puts you together I've not seen that as a model. Yeah. yeah? We, 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 we never see Mary and Joseph's wedding. Yeah. You know? And even when we see the wedding in the can of Galilee, we don't know what 
at least not from that scripture maybe if we go and look at Jewish history maybe we might see how maybe a rabbi put them together whatever but yeah um in that in in the scripture because i'm using the bible in yeah. the scripture there was no prescription yeah. in fact if this prescription is drink wine yeah yeah, yeah. if, if there is the way to get married is to have an event where we drink wine you know that if I was to derive it directly from scripture yeah you know? yeah um so there's this the and the the, the reason because i'm in this space where i'm considering what are my options are the, uh, so i'm asking this not from a challenging perspective yeah it's because i'm considering don't want to walk down the aisle don't to build a partnership with someone you yeah. know, what do i want yeah and i'm asking am i is my option if i don't walk down the aisle in front of a pastor and a church and this are the other options unchristian mm. okay i don't really know how to answer that mm. i'll just be honest but here is what thoughts i have mm. my thoughts begin from the beginning mm. you know mm. uh adam mm-hmm. gets this chick mm. he really digs her mm. he's so excited mm. man gives her a name according to that culture mm. the moment you name something you own mm. that something mm. uh, so calls a woman mm. and then says this is now bone of my bone mm. and flesh of my flesh mm. and then the next words that come out mm. out of that mm. are very powerful mm. uh, and he says a man shall leave his father mm. and mother and then <clears throat> and then cleave mm. to his wife mm. uh, meaning that this intentionality mm. that somebody will leave somewhere mm. your family setting and as you form and start your own family mm. you are cleaving mm. now if you look at the definitions of those mm. and what it means mm. then there's an intentionality about exclusivity mm. with each other mm. all right um i think over the years and centuries they just put a what you call it a um uh uh a formality to it mm-hmm. and within the jewish culture those stuff that was done um even joseph will say uh, we can't get we 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 are we are we are courting mm. we are betrothed to be with each other you can't tell people we can't be together now that you've gotten pregnant mm. outside of wedlock mm. uh, so what does that tell you it tells you that there was a the, process there was, there was a culture but there was a culture and a process, and a process yeah. uh, that that was involved and in every single culture if mm. you think about it there's a process even within our african context you know we you know you and i are from are from are from are from the kikuyu mm. uh, the kikuyu we have a a process where mm. you know there's first you go and state your uh, you know your intentions mm. and then uh, you bring your people and and then there's dowry payment mm. um so there's always a process and the process involves families it involves that and then it's a public process mm. so that it's understood that these two now when you do that then then i guess uh, uh uh this is why now the bible can say do not commit adultery so what is adultery it's having sex outside of marriage so why would they say that and this was in moses time mm. <laughs> uh, that that commandment was given yeah all right so then that means 
there should be some exclusivity. Now, I, I think, it does not say yeah. that we go to church, yeah. we go to this. Mm. Um, I think if uh, if I wanted, um, I find, uh, well, I can't, but I'm married right mm. now. But if a young man mm. uh, found this woman and uh, they wanted to be together, mm. I think they should be formal because, again, the Bible talks about fornication. Mm. So what is fornication? This is having sex all willy-nilly outside of the confines of marriage. So what does that say? It just means that you're not supposed to be doing it like all over the place. Uh, so it has to be in an exclusive place. Um, um, so, 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 so I guess that is what you'd say. I, I even have issues with that exclusive place because yeah. it, it could be exclusive within a community, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. David had several wives. Yes, he did. I think he was good with God on that one. Solomon had many so, wives. Solomon had many wives. We and know concubines. He, we know they, they led him astray. Yeah. But I don't think it was the it was the number. It was the well, I think it was the number for him. Mm. But because that just means this is very important to you. It's more important than anything else that you have all these women. But, mm. but in terms of whether polygamy was a problem. Mm. It didn't seem to be a problem in that in that culture, mm. you know, mm. uh, and and certainly it didn't. And that this is my interpretation. I could be wrong, but it didn't feel like it was a problem, like God had a problem with it. Mm. So again, this construct of one man, one wife, you know, mm. I feel like it's insinuated. Yeah, there is models for it in the Bible. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. but. I don't think that model was an exclusive model. Yeah. You know, because when I look even at people like Jacob, you know, yeah. uh, I, I don't think it was an exclusive model. Yeah. I think it was maybe an ideal model, but yeah. not, not, not an exclusive one. Eh? Yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm in that space now where I'm looking at all the things that have been taught and have been made to me. Mm. And I'm... Mm questioning where did they come from yeah not even whether they're good or bad i think there's a lot of good in them yeah i just where did they come from yeah and are they from the bible or are mm, they from human human yeah you know yeah i know there's a lot of people that are hurting in their marriages yeah and i'm not trying to make excuses for them i mean if your marriage is not working your life is not gonna work you know that's that's the bottom line and i know yeah. that for a fact because yeah. i went through it i want people to know that they have someone like you mm. who is passionate and willing to find to help them find a path mm. that gives them healing mm. and hopefully keeps their marriage working yeah and so on ask them where, where do they find you well, uh, you can find me on my socials, uh, mostly Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, what are they? At Gashi Manuel. And Gashi for Ivao is at what Ivao. At what Ivao. What Ivao. W-H-A-T-I-V-O-W. Yes. Okay. And the I is always a small I. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Gashi Manuel is G-A-C-H. Then the word Emmanuel. Emmanuel, okay. yeah. The name Emmanuel. So right. you can find me on there. And uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally honored and excited to just walk this journey with you. 
yeah but I, i i hear you on the on the on the polygamy thing yeah. because there's many again insinuations mm. from from you know different bible verses mm. um however the one big one is just you know the the only thing it i i see that is really profound is that people with more than one wife cannot be a leader elder in church mm. and i think this is in timothy yeah um but yeah Uh, other than that it's if you really start, if being a leader and an elder in, elder in church is not your aspiration then <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah i, hear but you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean and, and i think there's arguments for and against and I, that's not what i wanted i, I don't know yeah, to yeah. that because you know it's probably going to be an unending debate that's true yeah. Um, yeah but i think for me the the question about what is christian mm. what is unchristian what came from the bible mm. what is a human construct i think is an in, and and with even where human constructs have great intentions yeah i, I think it's a, it's an important at least for me it's an important journey to go through as i evaluate this is me working out my christianity you know yeah. with fear and trembling yeah because i just don't want to buy what i've been told hook line and sinker that's know? true that's true and i constantly tell people please read for yourself read for yourself mm. Um, there's a lot of people who are giving interpretations and it's their impre- interpretations mm. interpretations based on their culture uh, you know interpre- interpretation based on their society mm. the things that they encountered growing up so please read it for yourself yeah. have your own relationship yeah. uh, with god um, if if that's if that's your thing um, it's interesting cause the largest number of my congregation mm. or no well I don't have a congregation but of my clientele mm. are atheist oh, wow. and agnostic wow. and they find a safe space um, and i think that speaks to something uh, and it's something that i've always desired mm. it's just to kill that christianese label mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uh, just so that I can be able to reach that's why I would leave the church and I've taken I've out to the marketplace um, it's a business it's an organization it's an organization yeah okay it's an organization so I don't call it a ministry I call it an organization that's a good word yeah 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 it is uh bro man first you've played such a huge role in my life and I'm grateful very grateful to you. Mm. And I'm so proud of the work that you're doing, man. Yeah. I, I couldn't be proud of your heart for people and for and for their relationships. And I pray that that <coughs> that heart you never lose it. Mm. Our family has gone through, you know, greatness. <laughs> mm. Your grandfather, my great-grandfather was mm was greatness embodied mm. you know mm. his children have been great mm. um but we've also had drama yeah and i feel like we have the opportunity our generation age wise has the opportunity to restore you know mm. the greatness and influence that our family has yeah has had and so You're, you're definitely carrying a mantle that 
is an important one. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Appreciate it, my man. I'm re- I'm really proud of you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for coming to visit Chicago, man. No worries, man. It was a uh, it was a blast. It was uh, much uh, it had been in the works for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Anytime. It's sad that you have to move out of Nairobi for me to come and really and, and like visit. hang out. Imagine that. <laughs> this thing has it, yeah. it's been interesting, but yeah. it also gave us uh, it's given us good opportunity to have some conversations we probably never have had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it was time. And it was time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So guys, you've heard uh, what I vow. Sorry. Before you finish. Yeah. Uh you're doing a fantastic job. Allow me to affirm you. Oh, thanks. Um, men are a forgotten species mm. within society. Mm. And because of the way we are wired, we think of others before we think of ourselves. And uh, you're doing a fantastic job caring for the man. And, uh, and the fact that you're doing it from not a level of expertise, mm. but your brokenness and allowing people to speak Mm. and allow themselves to just open up uh, that's amazing in itself and uh, kudos to you thank you i celebrate you and uh, i just pray man this thing grows uh, and uh, many men will be changed because they walked through your doors mm. had a phone call with you uh, or came and visited mm. ushago <laughs> yeah. we are setting up a place for them yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. God willing. Love that vision. God willing, this time like, next year there'll be a place for in Ushago. Mm. Guys can come and hang out and chill and let their hair down. Yeah. Thank, but thank you for saying those words. It means a lot from you. No worries, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, what I vow. And what I vow is that uh, this guy will come back another time. <clears throat> what I vow is that uh, we'll continue working um, and creating safe spaces for men. And sometimes for women uh, to heal, to process life. What I vow is that if you keep doing the right things, man, if you keep making just one good decision every day, life gets better. Yeah. Just, just one. Just, that's, that's, uh, that's it. Just make one, one good decision today. Mm. Goes a long way. Goes a long way. Damn, man, this podcast just makes me feel so emotional, man. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Gasho. No worries. Um, yeah, if you like what you heard, uh, please listen to the previous episodes of this podcast. We're now at episode 85. Um, if you also like what you heard and you'd like to support this podcast, check out the show notes. We'll tell you how you can support it. I want to send you to a vow. Check out what they're doing. I'm sure there's someone in your life who needs to talk to Gasho and send them to him. He's doing incredible work. He loves what he does. God bless you. Keep safe. Just because the curfew is gone, I mean COVID is gone. Take care of yourself. I love you guys, man. <laughs>